Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Today is part two of why you lost the listing and don't make these 10 easily avoided critical mistakes. By the way, these are mistakes that all agents make. Um, and sometimes they make these over and over and over again until they stumble across the realization that, hey, maybe the reason I'm not taking more listings is because I keep on making the same silly mistake. Well, this is your opportunity to create your own checklist of things that you should absolutely never do when you're moving towards becoming a high-velocity listing agent. Yes, amen to that. And I will never forget what our lovely broker, Rory, great broker in Columbus, Ohio, used to say when we would make mistakes. He'd say, <laughs> well, how much did that one cost you? And we'd say, well, about you know six thousand dollars or something and you go well i guess you won't do that again yeah exactly that was before coaching obviously <laughs> yeah right that's old school <laughs> coaching in case you guys were listening when you screwed yeah. something up your broker would say how much you lost as a result of your stupid mistake and then basically he'd, that that would be the equivalent cost of the learning exercise mm -hmm. and oddly enough the more expensive the mistake the quicker you learn <laughs> <laughs> indeed so don't yep. fall into those traps we're trying to save you from all that exactly and that is that was before coaching and training so that's you know one of the the reasons why, frankly, now is a better time than ever to join Premier Coaching, and especially if you're serious about becoming a listing agent. And when you become a Premier Coaching client, you're going to learn exactly step-by-step step what you have to do to move forward quickly and really become a listing agent, really become an agent that is going to be dominant, focusing primarily on sellers in your marketplace. Yes, of course, we teach you about teams and marketing and branding and you know, building buyer agent teams and all the other things. You want to learn about CRMs and all that good stuff. But the first thing we focus you on is are the three most important things in your real estate career. And frankly, these are the three things that once you master these three things, really everything else you can be so-so at, or frankly, not even do. And those three things are proactive lead generation. That's obviously number one job you have to learn how to do is generate your own listing leads, then pre-qualifying, then presenting. And then I'll throw a couple more on there, obviously negotiating, uh, well, closing and then negotiating once you get a contract. And then Julie would also, I'm sure, want to chime in and say lead follow-up. Those are the important things. But the most important things are absolutely 100% of the time, absolutely positively learning how to be a powerful proactive lead generator, a pre-qualifier, and a presenter. You get those three things down, then you'll discover that pretty much everything else in your real estate business can be delegated or not done at all. But those are the three things that we hope you will understand are the three most important things, especially in a market that is becoming more skills-based than ever before, perhaps more than we've seen in the last 15 years. If you're not the agent with the skills, you're not going to be the agent that gets the listing. You're not going to be the agent that obviously gets the paycheck. So yesterday we finished off with point number five, correct? Yes, that's right. And we're picking up at point number six. Oh, so if you want to join Premier Coaching, sorry, just text the word Premier to 47372. Just text the word Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, to 47372. Um, or you can just go to the website directly if you'd like, members.com. Tim and Julie Harris.com. So point number six, Julie. Point number six, again, we're talking about why you might not have taken the last listing or save yourself ahead of time. Don't make these mistakes and make sure you do take your next one. So point number six, you used a canned presentation or worse, no presentation, instead of asking what the seller needs and presenting that. So here's the secret. It's easier and more effective 
also saves a whole lot of time, to present based on what the seller actually values rather than assuming that you know already. So show respect by asking questions and addressing their real concerns. I'll tell a really quick story about this. We drill down heavily. There's a whole section in coaching about this particular point, how to deliver it. Remember on the podcast, we expose you to what you should be doing. In coaching, we tell you how to actually do it. At this podcast is training, the coaching is coaching. So this is where we expose you to the things that you need to know, but then you join Premier Coaching, and then you learn what you actually need to know. And you can implement it. Okay, so quick question about, I'm sorry, quick story about the power of actually presenting what the seller cares about. One of our coaching clients, Christine, out in Los Angeles, okay? She was going on a listing presentation that she set as a result of door knocking. Remember, we have a whole podcast series about door knocking. Door knocked her own neighborhood. This is about a 675 house. She goes, she does the pre-qualification script. She's doing things textbook. She's following the seven-step listing process. So she used the pre-qual script, found out she was competing against not two, not three, but six other agents, like what seller has time to do this? I don't know. A very, very bored seller. Very bored and apparently very particular. And through using the pre-qualification script, she also discovers that one of the agents that she's competing against is by all measures far, greatly more experienced. You know, everybody knows this person's name. You know, she's competing at a high level. Well, guess what? Six, seven presentations later, the seller chooses Christine. Christine, following coaching, asks the seller, I'm curious, why did you decide to list with me? The seller said, well, I want you to know, Christine, that number one, you were not the highest price, but number two, you were the only one who asked us what was important to us. Now let's drill down on what Julie just said, because that in itself should be such an incredible relief for all of you, because what agents are taught and what they believe they're supposed to be doing is walking into the listing presentation with a binder or a computer or an iPad or something. And you're supposed to just be going through every single section of your listing presentation, even if you you, know, you probably don't have one or you're using your broker's canned listing presentation. Mm -hmm. And you're exposing the seller to information that, frankly, they do not care about. You're wasting their time. You're being disrespectful. That's what's going on in their head subconsciously. And if you're not act, if you're going through a process like that, where you're focusing on, frankly, just talking about yourself and why you're so great and why your broker's so great and why they should list with you, they frankly, don't like you. They don't like that experience. They're just enduring it just to get through it because they think they have to. Then they meet one of our great coaching clients. And one of our great coaching clients thoroughly pre-qualified that seller prior to going on, prior to even sending their pre-listing pack. Through that uh, pre-qualification process, uh, that agent obviously found out all the wants and the needs of the seller, found out what the seller owes, found out the seller's uh, you know, interviewing other agents, found out the seller's motivations, timeframes, every single nuanced, important factor that goes into, uh, frankly, whether or not you're going to get the listing or not versus the other agent or virtually every other agent out there. What they're doing is they're hoping and praying through their long, boring presentation that they're going to wear the seller down. And then they're going to ask all the questions that they should have asked prior to going on the appointment. Then our trained agent is going to send a pre-listing pack. The pre-listing pack is a canned pre-listing pack, but the additional things you put in the pre-listing pack are not canned. They're specific for the seller. We suggest you put in there a CMA. We suggest you put in the listing paperwork. We suggest you put in everything in the pre-listing pack, including the seller survival guide that we talked about a couple days ago. And then you send that uh, package of information out to the seller prior to your listing appointment. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little advanced coaching. As we have been telling you and as we coach you to do, when you're competing against two or three, or in the case Julie just gave the example, six different agents, you want to position yourself last. 
And when you position yourself last, but you, uh, that's going to give you an advantage. And we gave you scripts on what to say and how to say that. And we tell you even more in depth on premier, in Premier Coaching. But here's what I want you to understand. The pre-listing pack is your silent salesperson. The pre-listing pack arrives at the seller's door. Ideally, well, it should, before they even have their first appointment with a competing uh, potential listing agent. Because in the pre-listing pack, there's going to be questions that the seller is supposed to use when interviewing other agents that's going to, frankly, set it up so you're going to take the listing with virtually no effort. The pre-listing pack itself will win you the listing because it's answering all the tough questions that the seller is not looking forward to having to ask the other the uh, listing the potential listing agents and creating some other uh, frankly giving the seller other questions that they should have asked and they're going to be appreciative of the fact you're helping them to be an informed uh, you know potential seller. You guys get all this just by the very fact that you took a higher level professional approach. You will get the listing and the seller will tell you that. And by the way, when you go on the listing presentation you have to follow our listing presentation. There's something in it called the Sharpie Close. And part of the Sharpie Close, and I'm not going to give the exact scripts now, is you're in essence asking what the seller, what are the two or three things that are most important to the seller when they're making making decision who they're going to hire for the job of selling their home. Which was point number six. Talk to the seller about what they care about, not about what you think they care about or what you care about. And remember, they had the pre-listing pack ahead of time. They've seen your CMA. They've seen the listing paperwork. Now you're just there basically to round the bend and get the paperwork signed, pick the paperwork up and leave. Agents think they have to be there forever. You got to get it clear in your head. Sellers don't want you in their house. You know what's awesome? When sellers call, and this does happen when you follow the system, when sellers call the other agents and cancel the appointments because your stuff is either so good that it's a clear choice, or sometimes they say, based on what they sent me, yours is obviously more professional, or they sometimes say, you're the only one who sent me anything ahead of time. All of these things can happen. So you're setting yourself up for success. And Tim, to your point, when you followed that process, you know what happens? Sometimes you go and they don't actually have any questions. Well, exactly. And that's where I was going. So you'll ask them if there are any other questions that they have where they just like to get the paperwork done. And then you ask what are the, if there's any other questions that they have. If they say, yes, there are. Then you say, well, what are those one or two things? What are those two or three things? Don't just say what other questions because then they're going to feel challenged to come up with questions that they already know the answers to just because they think they're obligated to. So if you say two or three questions, then they're going to ask probably, frankly, questions that you already answered the pre-listing pack. 100% the pre-listing pack had answered the question. They're just maybe just getting confirmation on it or maybe they haven't reviewed your pre-listing pack in a few days because they're interviewing other agents, whatever. The moral of the story is ask what it is that they want answers to, answer those questions, and we show you how to do that in, frankly, a very psychologically powerful way that does not create any stress for you or for them, which they'll appreciate. And then after that, the next natural step is to walk out with a listing contract. And this is our proprietary copywritten listing presentation. The whole entire process is one of the main elements of Premier Coaching. So make sure you join Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372. Some of you right now, maybe you're new agents. Maybe your agents just been buying buyer leads forever. Maybe you've not really had any competitive listing situations. Well, what are you going to do? Wait for one to show up before you wish you would have had this information? Don't do that because you won't get the listing. The pre-listing pack, if you use one of our staff people to get it done for you because you're going to customize it. Your picture, your colors, your logos is going to take a few days to get it done. So you need to be working ahead of time. And I'll tell you a little something else that's very powerful. We've heard this bazillions of times from coaching clients. When your pre-listing pack is done and you've got a stack of like 12 of them there, you are so excited to go on listing appointments because you know you have an unfair advantage in the marketplace. You want them to see your pre-listing pack 
because a motivated seller, and it is a silent salesperson, will see the effort and see the difference, see your USPs or your unique selling propositions, and they will list with you oftentimes just because your competitors are so ill-prepared, especially coming out of a crazy seller's market. That's right. And then you get addicted to that, and you now you're looking forward to things like your lead follow-up, your proactive lead generation, instead of... Some of you do it actively, you know you're hiding out from that, and others of you, you're doing it subconsciously, you're not going after business because you know you're not prepared. Point number seven, and this is another mistake that agents make all the time, and this is a massive sign of disrespect, so do not make this other easily avoided mistake. Easy to fix. You showed up late. Being late is a huge mistake. Arriving late shows disrespect and will mean that you are already on bad footing before you even open your mouth or they open the door. Early is on time, on time is late, and when you're late, you lose. So here's the secret. It's not just analytical types that look to see if you're on time, although especially analytical types. Show up early and don't park in their driveway. Call first to confirm. Be a professional if you expect to be treated like one. And I I think about people like Christine in LA. Okay, so you're going to drive across LA. How do you even calculate to be early? Guess what? Give yourself an extra half hour, and if you end up being that much earlier, sit in your car around the corner, study the CMA, study the seller's motivation, the the answers to their pre-qualification questions, and then you end up being that much more prepared. Taking a half step back, do not send the PLP in digital form. Always send it in paper form. Why? Because all your competitors are going to send it in digital form, and it's too easy to skip pages and not pay attention uh, to things when it's sent to you digitally. Or not even open it. Think about your own behavior. But Julie, you forgot. I, I teed you up for a perfect story there. Oh, you didn't. You, you let it go right by you. Do you remember the listing appointment? This is a personal experience that you and I went on. Oh, the guy and, that was writing down when yeah, people weren't... Oh tell the gosh. story. I'll never forget that. Uh, okay, so we're going together on a listing presentation, normal standard issue house. Walk in the door and the seller coat, he, he's got his legal pad. We saw two other names written there. And what time? It was like 5.08 and like 6.13 or something. He was literally keeping track of whether you actually showed up on time. Now, so we showed up on time. We we were early. We checked that box, right? We were early. And he listened it with us. Yeah, and he goes, I think this is one you're talking about. He said, yeah. all right, you got five minutes, go. Yeah. And, well, and you know what we did? I think we had just learned about DISC. We're, we must have had our like driver light bulb go off. We go, all right, let's do some paperwork. Yep. But here's the moral of the story, guys, is that your the the timeliness, again, this is bad behavior that's come from a great seller's market where, frankly, you could get away with being a little slovenly, where you get away yeah. with being less than professional, where you didn't have to be really uh, dialed in with your scripts, where you didn't necessarily need a pre-listing pack. Well, you didn't. You didn't need a pre-listing pack in this past market. All of this stuff has changed. And please don't fight in your head thinking, well, it hasn't changed in my market. It's still a hot seller's market. What do you think is going to happen over the next three to six mark, uh, three to six months? What do you think is going to happen to your opportunities to list houses? Are you really going to wait to get a text or a call or a message um, you know, that's going to come in hopefully in the next you know, two or three hours, somebody asking you to come out for the, you know, and to, to uh, basically compete for the job of selling their home? You have sort of a maybe a second degree relationship with this person. You know the neighborhood. You know the house. It's a fantastic opportunity. Perfect price range. You have no pre-listing pack. You have no listing presentation. You're going to lose that listing. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose it because you were not prepared. Be prepared. Join Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. And remember, when t- uh, texting, message and data rates may apply. All right, point number uh, eight. eight. Okay, point number ahead. eight, and we've talked about this, but just to drive the point home, you may have lost it because you didn't use a pre-listing package or 
We didn't talk about this much. Your pre-listing package looks just like everyone else's. I know some of your brokers give you a standard issue pre-listing package, but without a great and proven pre-listing package, you're setting yourself up to hear objections at the end of your presentation instead of closing at the end of your presentation. Handle the objections before you get there. That's what your pre-listing package does for you. So that all you have to do is talk about pricing, answer questions, maybe a light presentation if necessary, and close. This is a major differentiator between hobbyists and professional agents. Sellers do know the difference. And the reason that that is so important is because of point number nine, which is uh, you need to you need to close. You need to ask for the contract to be signed. You need to get the paperwork and don't walk out without the paperwork. Because if you walk out without the paperwork signed, you're not going to take the listing. You're, the probability of you getting the listing if you walk out with the paperwork signed, even if it's your best friend from high school or your mom, drops to basically single digits. Well, you've That's, left the door open to somebody else closing them. What you've done is subconsciously told them that you can't close. What you've done is subconsciously told them that your uh, that listing was not that important to you because you didn't even get the contract signed. What you did is subconsciously told them that you're not that effective as a salesperson and why should they trust your ability to get the house sold for them when you can't even frankly when you're being too lazy or complacent well, to even get the listing contract didn't ask signed. For it. exactly and our whole seven-step listing process guys the whole thing is the natural progression like a close is not okay it's time to do the paperwork there Sign should the there should be no stress in the close because if you follow our seven-step listing process, if you pre-qualified, if you sent the pre-listing pack, if you've done the listing presentation, the next natural step is walking out with a contract signed. It's not some big, contentious, you know, ego-fueled, you know, a boiler room type environment. That if you are ever in an environment like that with the seller, you've done something wrong. Closing, getting the paperwork signed is the next natural progression of an organized professional sales approach. For everything, by the way, yeah. but obviously we focus on helping agents. Point number 10, Julie. Okay, point number uh, 10. Yes, maybe you overdid your pre-qualifying. That happens when you get your pre-qual script sometimes. And you might have talked yourself out of going to the listing appointment. Were you looking for reasons not to go to the appointment? Maybe because you don't have your pre-listing package? Or looking for how you can meet the seller's needs? Sometimes agents will over-pre-qualify Using the question, so for example, one of the questions in the prequal script is what price, we talked about this on previous pods, what price do you have in mind before we meet tomorrow? Now, naturally, most sellers are going to be higher than your CMA. Unprofessional, unsophisticated, unscripted agents will simply declare that to be an overpriced seller and I'm not going to go and just cancel the appointment versus using the script, how did you arrive at that price, having an actual discussion and then having a strategy together. So overdoing the prequal. But that actually is a very common mistake, I'd say primarily of people that are more analytical in nature yes. because they're nervous about going on the appointment and they're trying to um, figure out ways to basically weasel out of putting themselves in an uncomfortable situation, which is being on a listing appointment. Right. And you see that happen continuously. And again, this always goes back to the same answer when you're wondering what you should be doing if you want to pri focus primarily on being a listing agent. Just Follow our seven-step listing process. Ask the questions in which the order and in the order in which they've been written on, and everything. The pre-qualification scripts, the the listing presentation. Send the pre-listing pack the way we made it. Don't change a damn thing. Everything we do, everything you're going to get at Premier Coaching works when you use it the way it was intended. Now, over time, this is for our scripts as well. We want you. This is a our scripts are a three-step process. It's very simple. First thing we do is we want you to uh, memorize them. Then we want you to internalize them. And then we want you to personalize them. What almost all of you will do is you'll think for some reason you should go right to personalizing. I'm like, you know what? 
I don't like the way they've written that script. That's just not the way I talk. I'm going to go and write my own script. That's not me. That's not me. I don't like scripts because it doesn't. It makes me feel fake. You are making a huge mistake because all professionals read scripts. Obvious ones being actors. Obvious ones being doctors. Obvious ones being anybody who is a professional is using a script. They're saying the same thing over and over again. See, here's the thing you don't know. You're using scripts, but they're probably not very good based on the results that many of you aren't getting. Or you, you are getting. You guys get it? You're using scripts. They're just not effective scripts. They're called winging it scripts. I always think about when you're on a plane, right? And the flight attendant is doing her script, right? She's got some of them read them off their iPhones now. How would you feel if you did the whole pre-flight boarding thing? You buckled yourself up and the flight attendant said, all right, everybody, let's see how it goes. And they wing it versus annoying as it might be to listen to all of that, they're using a script. They're getting you ready for takeoff. They're getting everybody settled down. They're doing what they're supposed to do as a professional. So here's to point number 11. We're going to talk about objections again, but I'm, I'm going to shine a different light on this. You might have lost the listing because you did everything up to this point correctly, but you weren't prepared for any or all of the common objections. Remember the point of the pre-listing package handles the most common predictable objections before you get there. What do normal agents do? So what she's saying now, are these the objections that you're going to hear? Or are these the objections that many sell, or listing agents or potential listing agents are living in fear of hearing? But these are the very objections that you won't hear provided you follow our listing process. Right. Especially the sending the pre-listing pack. And these are all the tip, different types of things that a seller might say to you that if you don't, frankly, if you have any objection that you're hearing you should have dealt with prior to the seller even formulating the thought in their mind to ask the question. You guys get it? Your job as a professional salesperson is to take the question out of the running of something that's going to put you back on your heels way before it even happens in the seller's mind. And here's the thing that's miraculous. Sellers always ask the same questions in the same order. Sellers say the same thing pretty much in a very routine, predictable basis. You will, over time, learn intuitively, it'll feel second nature to you knowing what the seller is going to say next. And you're going to be right 90% of the time because they always say the same things. They'll say the same things when you're calling to set the appointment or when you're proactively lead generating. They'll call the same, uh, say the same thing when you're in the listing appointment. They'll, call, they'll say the same exact same thing every single time. It gets boring after a while. That's the truth. Being a powerful listing agent does get boring because it's the same conversation over and over again. If you do get bored, just make sure you log into your bank and check what your savings or your checking account is from all the money that you're getting paid uh, for being bored. And then lather, rinse, repeat. And remember, repetitious boredom pays off. You don't want a really exciting business. You want a boring business. You want a business where you wake up, you set a pre-qualified listing appointment in the morning, you go on a listing appointment in the afternoon, you take the listing, and you just do that every day. It's so boring, your awful life. You guys get it? <laughs> Poor you. Okay, but instead, why are some of you lo losing it when you don't follow that pattern? Here's what happens. Because the sellers always have the same objections, if you don't handle them before you get there and you aren't using a proven presentation... You're going to talk and talk and talk about whatever you think that you think that they should care about. All the while, they're holding onto those objections in the back of their mind. They're not even really listening to you. They just can't wait for you to stop talking. That's right. Okay. And now you're all geared up and you're nervous because now is the end of your presentation. You're supposed to be closing. So you either don't ask for the business because you're too nervous to do it. Or when you do, instead of getting the yes 
that you're looking for, you get objections at the end of your cat and monkey show because you didn't handle them up front. And now you're having a hard time closing because you didn't have a great presentation. Remember that the definition of close is the, en the logical ending to a great presentation. If you're not closing, it's simply because you do not have a great presentation. And remember, and we talk about this in coaching, we talk about it in the treasure map in Harris Rules, you are closing, you are competing from the second you speak with that seller. Even before. Even even before, through the pre-qualification script, through well, how you handle the pre-listing think about showing this. up on time, the whole thing. Maybe they called off your sign. Or so they called out, this is how important all these little steps are, right? We were telling you guys yesterday about the little minutia of the silly things like, you know, whether you take your shoes off or not, but there's things in real estate called moments of truth. Howard Britton thought of that saying back up in the in the nineties, but it's so true. A moment of truth is any place where your potential seller in this, for this sake of this podcast is going to come in contact with you. Your sign. Do you answer the phone when they actually call? What's the overall experience when they interact with you? Because oftentimes a seller will put up with a little bit of BS when they're trying to make contact with you initially. But if then you don't return calls right away, if you don't call them back to actually set the listing appointment, if you don't pre-qualify them and actually act like a professional when they call you, when you call the seller back to set the listing appointment, you show up late, you don't send a pre-listing pack. Your voicemail is full. I don't care if you're number one agent on planet earth, you're not going to get the listing versus frankly, a brand new agent who's got no experience. But these are the types of questions that a pre-listing pack will resolve in the seller's mind prior to them ever asking you so you can avoid ever having to live in fear of having these questions asked of you. And Julie and I are going to rattle through the, some of the top questions that the pre-listing pack and following a professional approach will make it so you'll never actually have to face these head on. But even if you do, we're going to teach you how to overcome these in uh, Premier Coaching. So the types of questions that agents live in fear of hearing is, I've never heard of your broker. I'm considering uh, bigger name companies, though I have to say, that one right there is not something it's you're starting to shrink now. Well, it's because most people don't give, they don't care two wits about brokerage names. They yep. don't. They're looking for agent names. I mean, I agree. When totally. you and I were selling real estate, nobody even knew we were with Remax. No, and there were a lot fewer brokerages too. Yep. So, okay, I'm going to probably list with the neighborhood expert or the person that's been bugging me. I'm going to list with somebody else. Right. So they're perceiving. So, the, and again, there's a script that goes with this. I'm thinking about listing with. Don and Sue Smith, they're, they, you know, basically they're seen as the neighborhood experts. We tell you what to say. We give you an objection handler for that. So it at least keeps you in the running and oftentimes will allow you to win over that competing uh, listing agent. For example, well, you know, they're great agents, but let me ask you a question. Why do you think that would be an advantage to list with, you, uh, list with Don and Sue? Seems like a, you know, listeners, you're saying to yourself, well, that's a silly question. Listen to what the seller says. Oftentimes they won't really have an answer for that. And then Let's say, for example, you have no listings or you have one listing and your competitor has 20 listings in the same marketplace. You can easily position yourself at, as being, since you have, you will be listing that seller's house and that will be your only listing in that particular neighborhood. Don't you see how that'll easily put you in a position to position yourself as somebody that's going to give that seller a higher level of service? Do you guys get it? So all the fears that you have that, this, you know, essentially that are ruminating in your head about questions that the seller might ask you, and that's your reasoning for not actually uh, becoming a listing agent. When you follow our seven-step list listing process, we will remove those questions in the seller's mind even prior to you going on the appointment. Now, you might still, as I said a second ago, get some of those same questions, and that's the reason you have to know all the objection handlers. And there's other questions too. They might ask about price. They're going to ask about commission. They're going to ask about 
days on the market. They're going to ask about um, you know, your list to sell price ratio, the smart ones will. They're going to ask maybe about marketing. You'll be surprised how infrequently they ask about marketing because they perceive correctly that all agents basically do the same thing. You guys get it? So all the things that you might be using as excuses for you not to become powerful listing agents, we've eliminated all that. That's the primary focus of Premier Coaching. I'm going to share this one little widget with you or idea with you prior to rounding the bend for today's show. If you're a brand new agent or if you're an agent who's only worked with buyers for the bulk of your career and you've been waiting for some, you know, mystical message from God to tell you it's time for you to become a listing agent, you just got it. It's time for you to become a listing agent. Don't believe that you have to suffer working with buyers endlessly and then maybe one of these days those bu- one of those buyers is going to decide to put their house for sale and then you're going to get the listing. You do not have to follow that path. Most of our coaching clients that listen and participate and actually you know, use the system, they don't. They will become listing agents urgently, immediately, especially, frankly, new agents. A lot of new agents are becoming listing agents right away. Remember, and this is, granted, this was a while ago, but Julie and I listed and sold over 100 homes our first year in the business, and over half of those were uh, listings. And the, obviously, a lot of these, uh, the other half were the sellers that were then buying something with us. Follow the same model that we've proven works in all price ranges and all market conditions and all interest rate environments and all political environments, right? Guys, listen, do not wait to become listing agents. Do not think you have to build a team or a logo or a brand or a website or build all your funnels. Focus in now on what is the greatest opportunity that we've seen in real estate in the last 15 years, which is becoming a powerful listing agent. That is what all of you should be gearing all your best efforts to uh, towards for at least the next six months. Now, how long? I got this question. I've been getting this question a lot. How long do we think this economic firestorm is going to last? Years. That's the answer. The answer that nobody wants to hear, but we're not going to lie to you. Years. Not months, not weeks. Years. Three, five years, probably. We're in, this lo- we're in this inflationary bout for a long time. We're in this cycle that's not going to just uh, you know, go away. I, a lot of us are conditioned. Well, COVID came and there was all kinds of bailouts and you know, all kinds of you know, clouds cleared and the government solved all of our problems. That's not going to happen again. We're in a different cycle now. So condition yourself to learn the new skills that are necessary for this new market and you'll succeed at higher levels than you probably will ever able, you were ever able to succeed in last time. Why? Because your competitive advantage will be your skill set. Your competitive advantage will be knowing what to say and how to say it, knowing how to help sellers solve their problem, which is getting their home sold. And I know a lot of you, that in itself, the thing I just said is a little mind boggling. How is it, Tim, that selling a house is a challenge? Wait six months, listeners. Wait a year. You'll see what I'm talking about. That's when agents who know how to deal with the psychology of the seller and the skill set of the market to get the home sold will start dominating. That's where we want you guys to be. Please take the next natural step and become a Premier Coaching Client. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Again, text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.